0: Welcome to the Field and Garden podcast. I'm Jesse from the Gardener's Workshop. Today's episode features a takeover of our popular weekly live Q&A session on Instagram called Ask a Flower Farmer. This one was hosted by Dave Dowling of Ball Colorlink. Dave is also a former flower farmer of over 25 years and the instructor for our online course, Flower Farming School Online: Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies, and More. Dave has such a wealth of knowledge to share. Here, he answers questions about lots of flowers, including ranunculus, sunflowers, bells of Ireland, celosia, peonies, anemones, and alliums. So listen in, and I hope you enjoy.
1: First, a word about the Field and Garden podcast. The Field and Garden podcast is a part of the Gardener's Workshop. The Gardener's Workshop has been telling the stories and how to's of growing, selling, and helping others to pursue their flower growing dreams for over 25 years. What began as one gardening enthusiast sharing her passion has grown into so much more. Over at thegardenersworkshop.com find in print with our blogs and books and through our podcasts and videos and courses. And we have a shop full of the same tools, seeds and supplies that you hear mentioned on our podcast. You can connect with all of these resources over at thegardenersworkshop.com. I hope you'll take some time to explore all we have for you. Welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast.
2: Hi, folks. Welcome to the Ask the Farmer, Ask the Flower Farmer Live Q&A session. My name is Dave Dowling, and I'm doing the takeover today for Lisa. This is where basically you will sit and talk for half an hour. You ask any questions you can think of, and I'll do my best to answer them. And a little bit about me. My name is Dave Dowling. I had a cut flower farm in Maryland for 20 years before I went to work for Edney Flower Bulb as a sales rep selling cut flower bulbs to people. And then the Fred C. Glockner Company bought Edney around 2017, I think it was. Then in the fall of 2020, uh, the Fred Glockner Company, the owner wanted to retire, so he sold the business to Ball Seed or Ball Horticulture, Ball Color Link. it's all the same interwoven Mm -hmm. companies, Um, So now I work for Ball ColorLink as a sales rep and advisor to cut flower growers all across the U.S. And I also do an online class with the Gardener's Workshop called Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies, and More. It's uh, six sessions and registration will open up for that again this year in sometime in early June. If you're not on our wait list or on our email list for the Gardener's Workshop, just go to thegardener'sworkshop.com. Look for the online classes, look for the class called Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies and more and sign up to be on the wait list and that will be notified when registration is open again. So it looks like you got some questions here, so let's see what we got here. Uh, Wild Bunch Blossoms wants to know what should I be feeding my ranunculus just before they bloom? Well, more important than what should you feed them is that you're watering them enough. Uh, once the ranunculus is up and bushy and the leaves are 12 or 18 inches tall, they need a lot of water, often two or three times a week. If they don't have enough water, they don't have enough uh, energy to push those flower stems and large flower buds up. So make sure we give them plenty of water. Other than that, any fertilizer that is a good um, equal blend, um, something like 10, 10, 10, or even a 10, 12, 10, something where the three numbers are about the same. But always before you do fertilizing, you should have done a soil test at some point. Sometimes you might have really high nutrient levels of a certain nutrient like the high in phosphorus or potassium and you don't want to add more of that if you already have excess of that nutrient. So always do a soil test first and then you want to aim to get your um, all three levels nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium up where they need to be. Ah, Pinky Winky Gal has a really good question here. Um, Do coated seeds need to be used the first year purchased or will they last a few years? Coated seed will last just as long as uncoated seed and what coated seed is is where basically the seed companies add a a film on them so they're um, they flow better they don't stick together they're easier for the big growers to use in a seeding machine like a vacuum seeder because then they don't stick together especially a seed like a marigold Um, those actually take off a little fuzzy end on it and they uh, then coat them the coating can be all different colors yellow blue pink most of it's kind of a creamy white or yellow um, it doesn't affect the seed. It doesn't make them go bad sooner. So coated seeds can be saved just as long as an uncoated seed or a raw seed. Um, if you are holding your seeds from year to year or even just holding them this season until you get them planted, it's best to store them in a refrigerator. Some people even do a freezer, but I'm happy enough with a refrigerator. And use the Tupperware containers so they're sealed up. Nothing's worse than a paper envelope to store your seeds in because the envelope still breathes and they'll eventually dry out. So you try and lock any moisture that's in those seeds into the package so they don't dry out and dehydrate and lose their vigor. One thing that with uh, taking refrigerated seeds out or cold seeds out of the refrigerator is you don't want to take that cold package and walk into a warm tunnel or greenhouse or even a humid house and open it up. because it's just like a glass of iced tea, they're gonna get condensation on the seeds and then you got uh, moisture in the seeds that you don't want in the whole package, because you're not most likely not planting all of them at once. So if you're going to be using seeds that have been in the refrigerator, take them out, let them warm up to room temperature, and then open the package up and use them. Um, Hay Hill House wants to know how long do you keep cut sunnies in the cooler? Um, I would not keep them more than about a week, and longer than that, um, they're going to start to lose some vase life. Plus, sunflower stems are uh, notoriously dirty, so you want to make sure you will keep the water fresh and change the water at least a couple times during that week. But with sunflowers, the most important thing is to pick them at the right stage, which is where you got your flower like this, and there's just one petal starting to lift up. You never want to pick a sunflower that's totally fully open in the field because you've lost a couple days with the vase life, not to mention you're most likely going to damage those petals by transporting them, putting them in a bucket, and carrying them around. Um, Pink Stem Farm, she's in Zone 7B. Her bells are tiny, so her bells of Ireland. Should I pull them up and plant something else, it's going to get hot. Um, when you say they're tiny, it depends when were they actually... Planted where they fall planted to overwinter as a cool flower or started really early this spring. Bells of Ireland can be a little slow to get started. And even if you overwintered them in zone 7B, they should still only have maybe an inch or two of height to them. Um, Cause they're only, it's in the middle of April now and they usually don't bloom until sometime later in mid-May to even early June. So unless they're not showing any growth and not getting bigger week after week, um, I would give up on them. Um, but one thing I always like to say is plants are like kids, you don't see them growing unless you go away for a couple weeks and then come back and, and see them or like your grandparents come to visit and my goodness, how those grandchildren have grown. Take a picture of the Bells of Ireland and compare that picture in a week or 10 days and see if they actually grown. So take a picture of like the four plants at the end of the bed, take the same picture in a week or 10 days and compare the two pictures. You'd be surprised, they probably are growing. There you go. Some of them madam Butterfly snapdragons, have three sets of leaves instead of true including the true leaves, appreciate input. Do you know if they will develop normal leaves or should I remove these plants? Not quite sure what you mean. Um, You got three sets of leaves instead of two. As long as the top is still growing, they should be fine. And even if they just have two sets of leaves and the top dies, they'll still branch out. So I would not um, remove them yet. And like I said about the last one, take a picture and compare the picture in 10 days or two weeks and see if they're changing. But most likely if it's still early in the season, Um, they should grow and be fine. And K Twigs says, I believe I have a bacterial fungus issue in my hoop house, ranunculus stems are rotting and poor growth. How to move forward to next season, remove all the soil or spray? First thing you should do is if you can get a test done, that means pulling up some of the bad plants and some of the uh, surrounding soil. And it's usually your state university does soil and plant diagnostic tests and have it tested to see what bacteria or fungus you have. It may be something that's easily treated or maybe something that's just going to be there and the only option is to remove the soil or also if you're in a hoop house sometimes you can cook it and uh, heat sterilize the soil by putting clear or black plastic over it in the summertime and just close it up and let it cook for a few weeks until the soil temperature gets up i think it's around 140 to 150 degrees and that usually kills any soil pathogens that you do have it's important that you're watering with drip tape and not overhead so if you're doing Overhead watering and you see brown or gray fuzzy mold, that's from really high humidity. could be water dripping off the ceiling at night. You should always have good air movement in a tunnel or greenhouse, which means rolling up the sides letting the air blow through. Oh, here's one from Harris Flower Farm, Janice up in Canada. I don't care about saving my lily bulbs because I pull them from the crate like I pull the tulips, making raised beds for the lily because I'm running out of bulb crates because they're full of picked tulips. Yeah, if you're not going to save your lily bulbs, you could pull them when you harvest them, but most likely they're not going to pull because they got a really massive root system to where if you are to try and pull, the bulb is not going to come up. I would just go ahead and cut them off at the soil lever if, if you want to do that, but they're not going to pull the bulbs out of the crate because if you notice a crate grown lily has such a root mass, that it's even hard to break that soil up when you're finished with the lilies. But she says she's running out of the bulb crates because they are filled with picked tulips. So what she's doing, she's harvesting a tulip, storing them in the crates, in the cooler um, until they all get sold. Uh, Seed Life Farm, what is the maximum amount of time solosia seedlings can stay in the tray? I'll be planting them in a hoop house. Um, Solosia seedlings are pretty quick to grow, especially if you have warm weather um, or warm growing areas. Um, You know, they want 70 degrees to germinate and then if it stays at 70 degrees 24 hours a day, they're gonna grow fast and be ready to transplant out in about three to four weeks at the most. The worst thing you do is leave Celosia to be root-bound in a plug tray because then it's gonna stress it. It's gonna set flower buds and then there's usually no recovery from that. So you wanna get them planted out as soon as you can before they get root-bound in the tray. Like I said, three or four weeks at the most is usually enough time, much longer than that, to get root-bound. But Celosia does like it warm. You don't wanna plant it out in a hoop house that still gets cold at night, especially they can never freeze. They're a hot heat, hot summer heat-loving plant. I could say that three times quick. Celosias like it really warm. So you don't want to plant those out until your nights are consistently in the mid fifties and warmer. If you plant them out before that, they're just gonna get stunted from the cold. Rebecca wants to know about ranunculus corms. Are they treated like dahlia bulbs and dig up each year? Or do you buy new each year? She's in zone 6A, the first year growing. Um, Ranunculus corms, there's different ones. If you have some of the patented ones, um, which would be like the butterfly ranunculus, romance ranunculus, and some of the Italian ones, Those are patented, grown from tissue culture, and you're not allowed to save them for another year. So those you would just let them die in the bed or dig them up and throw them away because you're not allowed to to reuse them. If it's the standard ones like the Amandine or LaBelle that uh, we sell through Edney at Ball, um, those you can dig them up and save them. You would dig them up in the fall, in the early summer when they've died back, store them warm and dry, and then plant them again in the fall the same way you did the first year by soaking them. Um, But you can save them if you want to. What I would recommend is buying some new ones every year to get some new colors. Uh, Pink Stem Farm wants to know, is it too late to order ranunculus for fall planting? Most definitely not. There's still lots of them available. Some of the high demand, um, either uh, butterfly or the romance ranunculus might be sold out. There's still plenty of uh, anemones and ranunculus to order for this fall, especially because they're still in the ground where they're growing either in France for the ranunculus, or Israel for the anemones. They're still in the ground. There's still literally millions of them available from the growers. It all depends on if a color might sell out, but there's always gonna be some anemones and ranunculus to order. But the sooner you do it, the better, so you get in line in case there's a shortage or not enough to fulfill all the orders that are placed. Earth and seeds, crates are full of planted tulips. What next best option for tulip cooler storage with bulbs on, if not in crates? Consider a cardboard box that would inhibit airflow and mess with moisture retention. Creative ideas. So it sounds like you're growing the tulips in crates and you don't have any empty crates to store your tulips in the cooler as you harvest them. Um, You know, you want to harvest your tulips as soon as they show the color, get them in the cooler to basically stop them in the tracks so they don't get any more uh, ready and they don't bloom anymore until you actually take them out and sell them. But I want to know what's the best option for cooling storage in the cooler uh, with the bulbs if they're not in the crate. Um, Now, the cardboard boxes would be fine. Um, Just leave the tops open. Um, You know, you don't have to close the top off. Um, Another thing that works really great if you have recycling in your neighborhood, just the recycling bins, those also work. It's just basically something, a tote to hold and carry the bulbs or the flowers in. But if you put them in any kind of container, just make sure the top is open for air circulation. Uh, Chris says, crazy warm weather a few days this week in Iowa. Highs in the 70s, 80s with the lows in the 50s. Ranunculus and a hoop house and just got my shade cloth on, it's supposed to cool down by the weekend. Will this affect the growth since they don't like the warm weather? Growing ranunculus in a high tunnel. Once the weather is above freezing at night, you don't close the tunnel at all. So in those days, it was 70s and 80s, it should have been open 24 hours a day, so that it really cools off at night. Um, you know, a lows in the 50s is gonna cool it off. It's the warm soil that's gonna um, cause the ranunculus to shut down and stop growing and go dormant. So that as long as you can keep that soil cool, They'll keep growing. Two things to remember it's always if you're growing on any kind of fabric or plastic to use white plastic because the black will actually increase the soil temperature. White keeps it cooler. And also, it's something a lot of people don't think about is if when you go to irrigate, make sure the water is cold. Nothing's worse than if you have a hose that runs the length of the tunnels laying in the sun and it's you know 100 degrees temperature of that water and you water the ranunculus with that. So make sure you're always using cold water when you irrigate. Uh, you know, drain out the hot water from the supply line and make sure you're watering with cold water. But just a couple days in the 70s and 80s shouldn't have uh, affected them too much as long as you vented those days and still have to open at night to cool it. H. Uh, Motogero, I guess it says, um, put peony roots in containers last fall. They're coming up now. Should both plant them in their permanent home now or wait till fall. Definitely, if you can get them planted in a permanent place now, get them planted out in the field. Because the sooner they're in the field, the sooner they can get that bigger root system and um, just be a bigger, bulkier plant possibly a year sooner. Um, growing a peony in a pot is fine if you're gonna be selling with a potted plant, or if you obviously had to overwinter them because you couldn't get them planted last fall. But get them planted this spring and you'll see uh, a much bigger plant than if you waited to plant them in the fall. Notice if you plant, take one of them plant in the field and put one right next to it in the pot, the one in the field is gonna get much bigger than the ones that's still in the pot. Uh, Virginia profrock, what is the best, best method for treating white flies, they're in your grove room. White flies are a tricky one um, because they lay their eggs on the undersides of the leaves. So you usually don't see them until they get out of control. But a yellow sticky card, they work great for flying insects. Um, They will do it. um, You might look and check under the leaves of your plants and find out which variety of plant they might be laying their eggs on. Um, Just like people, insects prefer certain plants for laying their eggs. You might find that they're all on your zinnias. So to get the zinnias out of the house and out of the grow room that can make a big difference. So just check and see if you can find which leaves have the eggs on them but then use a sticky card to catch the ones that are still there. You can always spray some kind of insecticide but usually you don't want to be spraying stuff like that on little baby seedlings because they're really tender and sensitive to any kind of spray. Famous Amos. Can you tell us how to choose whether to move trays if light if 50 percent have germinated but the ones that have shot up seem leggy. Yeah, as soon as um, you see any small percentage of your seedlings germinating, they should be moved to the light. Um, even the big plug growers, once they've got, you know, if they have a tray of 200 plugs and 10 of them are sprouted, they move them out of that dark area. If it was in a dark spot or in the um, germination chamber, they move it out to the growing area. Um, Cause nothing's worse than stretched plants. That's the worst thing you want. Crooked letter roots wants to know how and when to fertilize peonies. I like to fertilize peonies now, this time of the year, um, early spring, just before they start to come out of the ground. And again, in uh, late summer, um, late July, early August, because that's when they're developing their new eyes and stems for next year. So you wanna make sure they're, they're well fed both those times. So do it in usually March and July. Again, you should always do a soil test just in case you're really high on one uh, nutrient and you don't wanna be adding more of that but any balanced fertilizer like 10, 10, 10 will work fine for peonies. So, but do a soil test first, but then fertilize in March and July. And on the subject of peonies, it's always important to keep your peonies watered in July and August when they're making those new flower buds. It's so easy to pick them all in June when they're blooming and then forget about them because you're doing everything else on the farm and forget to water the peonies in the summer, but it's important to do that. Last year, this is Seed of Life Farm. Last year, I had a lot of sunflower plantings that turned out misshapen. Would that be from extreme weather or possibly an ex- or a issue with your soil? If it was the flowers that were misshapen, that's an insect. Um, it's the... i a blank on the bug. It's a little black bug, bug that eats the flower bud when it's so small you don't even know what's happening, and it's damaged, and as the flower opens, those petals that were damaged will never open. So you kind of get like a half of a flower open or sometimes... Um, two-thirds, and I think it may be the tarnished plant bug that does it. Because the same thing happens to dahlias. The bud gets damaged when it's young. You don't see the damage until it opens up, and then you only have half a flower that blooms. Flowers on the fifth. Um, How many weeks before first fall frost do I start pre-sprouting ranunculus corms? I'm hoping you're planting them into a high tunnel. Um, I'm not sure where you're located, because they're always best inside of a high tunnel, even if you're in zone eight or nine. Um, and then if you get colder zones, you almost have to do them in high tunnels. Um, they usually want to get them in the pl- planted in the tunnel about your last frost date. So figure about four to five weeks before that last frost date is when you want to start the soaking and pre-sprouting process. So you're planting out plants around your first frost date in the fall or even a week before. So they have time to get established before it gets cold. Uh, Becky Sage, what's the hardiest of the cool hardy annuals? I need to kick some out of the unheated greenhouse. I'm not sure what you mean. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking you've got some cold hardy annuals started. They're in the in the unheated greenhouse, you need more space, they so have to go outside. Things like Delphinium, if you got those started, um Larkspur, Bachelor Buttons, Bells of Ireland, those all could be planted out now. The only thing is I would make sure that you protect them if you're taking them outside and planting and then you get a hard freeze. hard freeze, I mean something 30, 29 or 30 degrees or colder. Um, Just put some row cover over them. But yeah, pretty much any of the cold, hardy annuals. Uh, Would there be any benefit to growing flower seedlings like some start microgreens in the dark with weights on top till about day three? They say it will help strengthen the stems. Would it help with flowers? I've never heard of growing things with a weight on top of them in the dark with microgreens. I don't see any reason to do that. Um, if you have weak stems, um, it's either because you have none of the flight and they're stretching to the light. Like someone said earlier, they had the seedlings that were stretching. Um, and the other thing, once you have seedlings that are tall enough to brush your hands across them or to blow on them, wind or brushing your hand across the top of the tray will stiffen up those stems. So I would do that way before I start growing it in the dark with weights on top of them. Because then you're going to get a stretch stem, which some are growing microgreens; they're fine with a stretched, weak stem because they're going to harvest it when it's three inches tall and sell it. You're trying to grow a plant that's going to be three feet tall, so I would rather see them grown in full light, blow on them, rub them with your hands to stiffen them up that way. Extra extraordinary choices. Nice screen name. My purple sensation alliums are much smaller this year in year two wonder what I should do to keep blooms larger next season. I doubt the need dividing soon. Yeah, the alliums hardly ever need to be divided. Um, It could be that they um, didn't get enough water and you probably didn't fertilize them last year. So depending where you're at, you probably have the leaves just starting to show and have flowers sometime in late May. Make sure they're getting fertilized and after you harvest the flower, make sure the plants are watered and cared for until they go dormant. Um, That's when they're regenerating the bulb for the next year. Harmony and blooms. How do you deal with aphids and thrips? They start to show on my ranunculus, some of my anemone petals have brown spots, so they cause for aphids. I have horticulture oil on hand, but don't know exactly how to apply it. Appreciate your expertise. Well, aphids and thrips, the biggest thing with any crop you're growing is you have to be watching for insects because you want to see that you have aphids or thrips the day the first one is there. The worst thing to do is to not look closely at your flowers and your plants and find that they've been there for a month and they've taken over and you see that they're, you know, you look closely and there's just aphids all on the stems of the ranunculus or anemones, but you should have caught it when you had two or three of them. Because when you find just two or three of them, sometimes you can just squish those with your finger, take that one flower, cut it and throw it away, get it out of the tunnel or the growing area to get rid of them. Thrips are a tough one to control because they're so small. There are some predatory insects that you can get. Um, I don't remember the name on the top of my head, you'd have to look them up. Um, but again, it's usually as a preventive, not a cure. The horticulture oil will take care of the aphids. Um, it's basically following instructions in the bottle. It's, you mix with water, usually warm water, it just mixes better, not hot water, but warm water. Um, and then you spray a very, very fine spray, almost like a fog, and that basically coats all the aphids um, in the oil and it kills them. Um, but the thrips will do the same thing the thrips, are usually down in the flowers and really hard to control. Um, that's why it's best to keep a really close eye on it. Sometimes with thrips, you just have to go with the chemical chemical control. Jason wants to know, can we repeat the previous answer on the short anemones? Yes, it, anemones, the first one or two flowers that come up might be short, then they should be taller later, but it's really important they're getting enough water because without enough water, they can't push up stems of any height or uh, stem caliper you know thickness. Um, and also you should have made sure you've been fertilizing your plants, um, so they've got food to eat to produce those flowers, but the first couple flowers are often small, it's the ones later on that come much taller. Um, Make sure you're venting your tunnel at night, keep it as cool as possible at night, um, so they have time to grow tall. Uh, Steph is asking, my fall planted peonies keep growing about a foot, then dying, then another will shoot up and then die back. The stems from black and bend over and snap off any idea, any idea if these will recover? If there were brand new peonies planted last fall, it's possible that that eye that came up didn't have much root on it. Um, It's really hard to tell without seeing the root that you planted, but sometimes a peony will put up some, you know, you get a, a three to five eye peony, it'll put up five stems and one of those stems just turns black and dies. It's often because that section of root that that eye was on didn't have enough root to maintain that stem that came up. Your plants will most likely recover and be okay as long as it's not some kind of fungal problem so if just a few of them here and there doing it, I wouldn't worry about it. If it's the entire bed, then I would worry about it possibly having some kind of fungus problem. Um, Ashley is her first time growing peonies. She has about a few about to bloom in zone 8A. When is the best time to harvest and where in the plant do you make the cut? On peonies, you want to harvest right before it opens. So like if they're fully open, you missed them. Um, you can Cut those for your soft, but you don't want to cut those and sell them because you lost a couple of days of vase life. You wanna harvest peonies when the bud is really swollen. If you squeeze it, it feels like a stale marshmallow. And where do you cut? You cut the stem the length that you need. The worst thing you do is cut it at the ground and then cut off the last 18 inches so you don't need it. Usually start at the flower, go down, it's usually two or three leaves, cut right above a leaf because the more leaves you leave on the plant, the bigger and better that plant will be next year. So cut it when the peony bud is still closed but about to open, nice soft marshmallow feel, and cut just above a leaf, I hope I answered everybody's questions. Again, this is a weekly thing with the Gardener's Workshop. Every Wednesday at 12.30 Eastern time, they ask a flower farmer. It rotates through some different um, guest hosts, I guess you call us, and Lisa Ziegler's also often here herself. Um, again, I'll have the online class I do with the Gardener's Workshop. Registration will be in June. If you're not on our wait list or email list, go to thegardenersworkshop.com and sign up there. TheGardener'sWorkshop.com, I'm sure you already know, is full of lots of great information, videos, tutorials, handouts, all kinds of stuff. You can just go and read for free to find out how to be a better cut flower farmer. So thanks everybody for joining and you all have a great day.
0: Okay, welcome back. I hope you soaked up some great bits of info there. So I've included some links in the show notes to topics that Dave mentioned, including the page on our website where you can join the email notification list for Dave's online course which is called Flower Farming School Online, Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies and more. If you're interested in attending an Ask a Flower Farmer Live Q&A, you'll find them weekly on our Instagram account each Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. These sessions are normally hosted by Lisa Mason Ziegler, but we do have guest takeovers such as this one periodically as well. And I encourage you to check it out. If you like what you're hearing here on the Field and Garden podcast, we'd love it if you'd tell a friend about us and leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts so that's all for today thank you so much for joining me i'm jesse from the gardener's workshop and i hope you have a great day